If I'm working with flowers in Daily Blooms and growing the business in five years time, whether that's different locations, whether that's different product offerings, that's what I want to be doing. Hey everyone, my name is Chris and welcome to the Click Collective podcast, I Started a Business. This show is all about inspiring, encouraging and motivating e-commerce enthusiasts and entrepreneurs by sharing successful small business stories. Click Collective is the first co-working space built around the needs of an e-commerce community and we're home to some pretty cool brands. Each episode, we'll sit down with one of our members and chat about their journey, why they started, how they're going, their highs and lows and everything in between. In this episode, our founder Harry Kemplard chats with longtime Click Collective member and lifelong mate Courtney Ray, founder of Daily Blooms, who are delivering fresh and beautifully curated bouquets every day of the week. Courtney, welcome. And how, how are you going today, Courtney? I'm well, Harry. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very exciting to be out here. I know that you, this is probably your second time at Click Moorabbin because you're at Kensington. I am. I'm normally based at the Kensington Click, but um, yeah, this is my second time and I got a uh, both times I've had a personal tour by you, so I'm feeling very special. And it's really cool. It's cool to see how the place is growing and um, I guess the life and the businesses that are the really um, making it feel like a great community. It's awesome. No, thank you. And uh, you know, it's people like you that make it that community, whether it's here or there. <laughs> oh, so. Well, aren't we just <laughs> delightful to each other? <laughs> um, so this is my first interview on this podcast. Uh, I think it's only my fifth so, anyway. I feel and, so honoured. And and when they said to me that they really want to interview uh, Daily Blooms and Courtney and that I'd be doing it because we've known each other for a very long time. Yeah, we uh, And we I, think, I think we'll get into that uh, in, our, in our little, through our questions and through, through this podcast. But um, I think the, the first thing just we'd love to find out a little bit about is, you know, your, your background, your story, um, why you started Daily Blooms, what is Daily Blooms, and, um, and then, you know, how, you, how we kind of, you kind of got into the, into the sphere of click. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, let's start with maybe your, your background and, yeah, sure. and uh, what, what? Um, so, well, I guess for those that don't know, um, I am the founder of Daily Blooms, which is an online flower and gifting retailer. Um, and I started the business eight years ago, purely um, from a love of absolute, of an absolute love of flowers. Um, I previously had been working in accounting and finance. Uh, I started off my career at KPMG in transaction services. Um, and after a period of time there, sort of looking into other people's businesses and working on the financial of other financials of other companies, I um, mo- then later moved on to Orica, where I was in their M&A team, doing the same so- sort of thing. And it was interesting. And um, I certainly didn't dislike it, but um, I just didn't really find it very fulfilling. I knew that um, it really wasn't something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And the hours, like working in that sort of environment, the hours are massive and it's all consuming. It's not just, I mean, I don't think a nine to five job really exists anymore, but it certainly is at the opposite spectrum of a nine to five kind of job. And I just thought I am giving my absolute all to this career. And at the end of the day, it just doesn't feel like like it's not getting me up out of bed in the morning with excitement. It's just, it's, I'm not passionate about it. Um, I felt like I was very much doing this for other people to grow their businesses um, rather than something that was really fulfilling to me. So, um, and yeah, I'd, or, I'd always had this passion for flowers. In fact, even at school, when we went to school together. <laughs> <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> 
Even at we school, did. I wanted to be a florist. Um, I did not know that about you. Yeah. So when you yeah. just naturally went to KPMG and I knew when you were working at KPMG <laughs> yeah. and, and Orica, I just figured you had a passion for tax accounting <laughs> and M&A. Uh, the, I know. The, the florist suddenly came out, you know, what, 2014 really. Yeah. Well, uh, like to the public, <laughs> to the public, that's true. But actually, um, like when we're at school, you know, you, you were sat down, I think it was like in year 11, maybe at the start of year 12, and you had to put down what you wanted to do at uni. And I think I put down floristry at TAFE. And, and I your was, parents changed it to tax yeah. accounting. and <laughs> Like very quickly the teachers were like, um, no. And my parents were like, definitely not. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, even then I wanted to be a florist. And then when I was at uni, I did a um, com law at uni and it was a five-year degree, I would do little short courses during that time. And that was sort of my creative outlet that, you know, I might have been studying and doing kind of – I don't want to call it boring things, but things that maybe weren't creatively fulfilling to me. I would do that during the day. And then on the side, I'd do these little short courses in floristry. And even then, um, when I was working corporate, I still was doing little hobbies and little short courses on the side and doing bouquets for friends. And yeah. So it, but uh, that, that hobby and having that in there for that long, I guess, um, and knowing that Lisa's something that you want to get into where was that that kind of actual jump? So to kind of say, you know what, I'm finishing up at Orica. Um, by the way, because I, I've known Courtney for 20 plus years <laughs> and uh, went to school together and we can talk about that as, as we'll kind of, we, we know things about each other. So you met your husband, Cam, at Orica, as I, I, I know, because we're, we're mates. And, uh, <laughs> um, so you've you really kind of made that choice to, to, to stop work. Um, you, you were having... Charlotte, your first daughter, your yeah. only daughter. Well, kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah, it happened very quickly after leaving Orica. So There was a lot uh, that happened quickly. That was a busy year. <laughs> so so I, I just want to know, how did that kind of come to a head with everything? Yeah, yeah. Um, so what actually triggered it is, and this sounds so bad, and I just like, it makes me want to cringe when I say it out loud. <laughs> um, but my husband Cam and I got married. And we were on, we were going on our honeymoon um, right after our wedding, going to the States. And literally on the plane, on the way over there, I just started thinking, I don't want to go back to work. Like a really, and it wasn't that I wanted to, you know, just like retire and just be. Did, you not, did of, you not like your boss? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my, in, that's a whole, no, it, like that's another podcast. In, inside, inside joke that, that Cam was also your boss at some point. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's another podcast. Yeah. Um, no, so by this point, he wasn't my boss. Um, yeah. But no, I just like really in the pit of my stomach yeah. did not want to go back. And it wasn't like, like, you know, when you normally um, would take some annual leave when you're working, you think, oh, I'm so burnt out. I just want to go on holidays. Can't wait. I'll feel rejuvenated and want to go back. It just wasn't that sort of, it wasn't that sort of thing. Like it was just in the pit of my stomach, the thought of going back to my old career, like to my career was just, was making me feel sick. Like mm. I just really didn't want to do it anymore. Um, and so I said to him, look, I just don't want to go back. I want to, like, I want to have a go at floristry. Mm. And I think he just had this massive eye roll and thought, <laughs> what on earth? Like we've just was got this married. On, was this, this on is, the plane? Yes. A discussion on the plane? Okay, got it. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, of course. <laughs> um, so we then spent the honeymoon 
Um, and anyone who knows either of us will, will probably think, yeah, that makes total sense that we spent our honeymoon traveling and having a delightful time and being, you know, newlyweds, but also kind of coming up with a business plan for Daily Blooms that would make sense. Um, and whilst we were there, we um, were in San Francisco and there's another enormous, amazing, incredible florist in San Francisco called Farm Girl Flowers. And um, she just had this amazing concept where uh, she would bring flowers in from um, local growers around the country and she would create um, mixed arrangements from those flowers and offer them for sale on her website. And I guess the genius of her model is that she didn't give customers a huge amount of choice. She didn't carry tulips and roses and individual lines that um, she would have to carry in, bring in every single day. What she did really well is bring in a beautiful selection that she would make into a beautiful arrangement. And so customers didn't really have the choice. Mm. They just had to either buy the, run buy the bunch that was available or not buy the bunch um, and wait for another day where they might prefer that style. Um, and the, the genius of that model um, is that it really alleviated the working capital requirements of running a florist. Of having every variety out there yeah. on the show. You might sell more one day of something, less of another. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's not just about um, inventory like a normal retailer. It's inventory of a perishable product. So like flowers die after, yeah. you know, you've got 24, 48 hours yeah. from buying them to get them out the door. So if you buy roses, pink roses, and nobody that day feels like pink roses, then you've got you know, then you're done. You've got 24 mm -hmm. hours, 48 hours to sell them. And then if you don't, they're in the bin. Um, so the working capital requirements just didn't make any sense. And so once we saw that, we thought that solves the biggest problem. Like that solves the biggest problem with floristry. And that's something that I feel like I could bring to Australia and replicate. Um, and again, we knew that it couldn't be, I didn't want to have a bricks and mortar store because obviously bricks and mortar retail was sort of uh, well, there's a big trend away from that or, <laughs> yeah. uh, in, 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 in for startups particularly without all that startup yeah. capital. Yeah, to absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we knew it had to be online. And I guess the idea kind of um, started there and over, over the course of the honeymoon we fleshed it out to the point where I came back and quit and started building a website. Fantastic. Mm. Fantastic. <laughs> I, um, I remember... Uh, I'll, I'll, this is this is a story about Daily Blooms. And this is a podcast about <laughs> Daily Blooms about Courtney. But I've got to say that I, when I started Click um, in twenty like mid twenty end of fifteen, um, I came to visit a few friends who who had e commerce businesses or doing something online, and you were one of them. And yeah. uh, I have to say that I you know, it was just what's Courtney up to? <laughs> Where is she now? <laughs> Not going to the city anymore and suiting up. And and you were. I came to meet you at uh, a storage, a self-storage facility yeah, in South Melbourne. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and you had a a probably a two by two or a yeah. one by two meter yeah. meter it was, space. It was seriously depressing. Yeah. But, but you were overflowing <laughs> to all the all, all the hallways, and you made friends with the uh, the facility manager there because of course I, I, I walked in. I was like, "Where's Courtney?" Like, everyone was like, "Oh, she's just there." Back. Um, and I found you. Yeah, you're you're on your own yeah. making flowers. You'd been to the market. I think you said 5 or 4 a.m. to get up to go out there and buy fresh flowers. Yeah, get up at 3 to be there yeah. by 4. There yeah. you go. And uh, and you were you were doing that on your on your own and and uh, and it was it was inspiring. It was a bit scary. <laughs> and uh, and part of that reason was saying there must be a better environment to offer 
people like yourself and like my other, you know, like, like Phoebe, I think you met one time from Sage and Claire and yeah. sort of a few people around, you know, are there better, you know, alternatives to, to how people are working in such a, um, you know, I'm going to say just a, a scrambled fashion to make it, just pulling it together, whether yeah. you're in, at home or at yeah. self-storage or something. Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so so you actually were part of like our story as well. So, oh, that's uh, so nice. Well, I feel so special. You, you know that, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, that those, those early, that, that, you'd have been probably what the first couple of months into that, into your journey when I came to when we came to have that chat yeah yeah I, I I think I would have been like months oh like early like yeah months three or four probably like it would have been really early on um and yeah those like it was it was um a pretty um I guess bleak and um brutal way to start a business but at the time um I really I felt like what I was doing was quite risky as it was, leaving my job to kind of go and do this kind of silly hobby slash startup, um, not knowing anything about retail, not knowing anybody that really ran their own business at that point. Um, and everybody that I told that I was doing this just kind of eye rolled and thought it was absolutely mental. I think most people were polite to my face and it's only now in hindsight that people have said to me yeah we thought that was crazy um but yeah at the at the time there just wasn't a lot of um options and I certainly didn't I felt like I'd taken enough risk in doing what I did Mm. I certainly didn't want to sign a five-year lease on a warehouse when I thought you know what this business might only last six months yeah so um yeah as bleak as it was a storage shed kind of gave me gave me the start that I needed, um, especially when there wasn't a, a click where I could have could have started from. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we would do what we have to do in the beginning. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so and, and then you, you joined us, I think, uh, probably to the end of – you weren't – you're probably the first dozen members to start, but you weren't, you weren't the very first one. I remember yeah. it took a bit of time to come down because we were just so busy. Yeah. We were both really busy and, and – yeah. I, I may I believe you might have even been pregnant with Charlotte soon after that kind of point as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so you, you 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 joined us I think probably like you know number ten or twelve. Like it was early days. Yeah. But it wasn't number one. I remember, I remember taking you for a tour at Kensington, going, "This is what I'm going to set up, and this is the this is the vision." And then and then you were like, and I said I was trying to convince you to come here, and you said. <laughs> Was that the way you sold me? I was like, I, was, I did a terrible job yeah, of convincing you to come. It was too subtle. The sales pitch was way too subtle. I just couldn't pick it up. Um, yeah, but when I did when I did get out there, it was awesome. Like it was really cool to see. And I think I was, yeah, I, I think you didn't have all the spaces filled at that point because I got the best, un- like I feel like I got the best unit and I don't know how that was still available. I feel like a lot of people said that they got the best one for them. <laughs> it just worked out that way. So, <laughs> you, you had a great. It was a great year. Yeah, it was, I loved mine. It was, it was um, so cool. I miss it. Like I actually, you know what? Some of um, like some of the girls that have worked for, with me for years and years and years still really fondly talk about that space because it was so space, yeah. cool. Like it just had such a great vibe and yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was. It's, it's a stunning building. Um, now we, we've we've had a, a lot of transitions there, so we've moved across the road um, because of impending developments, and and uh, it was it was a it was a, it was a difficult kind of um, workaround in terms of our longevity there. Um, 
that you're, we're still in the same locations, yeah. essentially, yeah. just well, a bit more fragmented. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, you know what? It might have taken me like, what, six months to get out there to visit. But now that I, once I went there, uh, you've looked, I've never left. This is five, six years later. You're still. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep moving. Like, and expanding. we get a bit bigger, we yeah. move. We get a bit bigger, we move. But yeah, all, all within click. So. You've moved um, three times. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah, God, I, I can't move again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Too much stuff to move now. Um, and so tell me about your, um, I guess, firstly, how, how did you go during the pandemic? It's something that we all, we all ask about management and pivoting and, and, uh, and what it was like for you. Um, yeah. And being in your vertical. Yeah. Um, flowers. Yeah. Um, so, so just how did that, how did that how did that all plan out for you or pan out? Yeah, so um, we were super fortunate in um, the pandemic um, because we're entirely online. Um, we weren't, we didn't have a retail store or shopfront that got um, that was closed down. Um, so we were really lucky that we could keep operating and fulfilling orders um, throughout the pandemic. Um, and I guess because everybody uh, moved to online. Um, shopping at, we were really, really incredibly fortunate that our business kind of boomed during that time. Um, and I think in particular, I think online retail boomed during the time, but in particular gifting really went, um, crazy to be honest. And it was kind of, it was really nice to see, um, that during such a hard time, so many people were experiencing awful loss. Um, they were away mm. from their family, away from their loved ones. Um, they couldn't celebrate those milestones with um, friends and families, birthday celebrations, anniversaries. So I think um, it was really nice to see that when you couldn't catch up with people in person and celebrate those milestones over a champagne or a coffee or a dinner out, um, people were sending each other gifts mm. and flowers. So um, we were, yeah, incredibly lucky to to really um, do really well throughout the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and did you have to change a lot of how you worked in terms of um, just the operation of it? Were there any things that you had to implement for, I guess, a COVID safe plan? Like how, how disruptive was it in terms of that initial yeah. period? Um, so I guess the biggest thing, well, there are a few things. So, yeah, we had to, um, obviously, everyone had to wear masks. We had to restructure our warehouse so that everyone was, um, so that we were um, meeting the occupancy limits and everyone was um, appropriately distanced. Um, so we had to build new workbenches and things like that. Um, that was all fairly straightforward and pretty easy for us to roll out quickly. Um, I guess the, the challenge for us was because we grew so rapidly, it was really about finding staff. Um, we just could not keep up with the demand and um, we hired every florist that we possibly could in Melbourne. And then when we ran out of florists to hire we put the call out to, um, well, what we actually found is you don't necessarily have to be a florist to do floristry. There's like a huge overlap of skills um, with hospitality workers, nurses, hairdressers, anyone who's um, used to a really physical job, used to being on their feet, moving fast, um, that those sort of skills, like the, the sort of, um, I guess, qualities of those types of people are really transferable mm. to floristry. So we could teach people the technical skills of what we needed. And um, so we ended up putting a call out, finding hairdressers, nurses, 
hospo workers, brought them in, did some training camps, mm. like literally had these groups of people where we'd get in there, train them all up. And um, yeah, it proved really successful. And we've still got um, a whole heap of them who um, are still working with us now. So they might have gone back to Left hospitality. Their careers. Yeah. Well, some people are doing both. Mm. So we've got a couple of hairdressers who have now transitioned <laughs> fully into floristry. <laughs> Um, we've got a couple of nurses who are doing a bit of both. So they're doing nursing maybe three days a week, daily blooms, two or three days a week. Um, and the same with the hospital workers, a bit of both. So um, it's actually been really nice that we've been able to kind of be a bit of a career pivot change, whatever you want to call it, for um, for these people. And it's, yeah, it's been it's been awesome, actually. And awesome that we now know what we can do to scale up really quickly and how we can find people because people are everything to our business. Mm. And, and I guess like around this, the, the baseline um, increased hugely over COVID, but even as a florist, I mean, you have days like Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. Um, how, how did Valentine's Day go this year? Oh, yeah, this is, well, this is like <laughs> very relevant. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just like for those who might be listening at another point in time, we've just survived our Valentine's Day for 2022. Mm. And um, every single year it is an absolute marathon and totally brutal and this year was no different. <laughs> but good, like very – like you're looking at me shocked. No, it's good. I, I'm excited for you. I just like, I love the enthusiasm in your voice. Yeah, so this was super successful. We tripled our order volumes from last year and increased our um, AOV um, at the same time. So we are really – pleased with that and I think every year we get a bit better at it like we get a bit more we learn from fails in years gone by and you know firsthand there have been fails in fact you know very well there have been fails because one year there was such a bad failure oh my gosh I remember that year (laughs) because we ended up shipping in my car and everyone else's car but the whole community got behind you and said we're all dropping what we're doing and we put because there was a, one of your suppliers just didn't make any deliveries. One, yeah, one of my drivers uh, came uh, back at, in at like three or four o'clock in the afternoon with a, with a whole carload mm. of flowers that he just didn't deliver. And Harry jumped in his car and was like, don't worry, Courtney, I'll get them done. <laughs> and he did. He did and a bunch of others from Click. Um, we drove around to yeah. Towers. I remember that in Port, yeah. in like in Port Melbourne. We'll drive around to Docklands, <laughs> and I just remember it was it was hectic. And we're like we'll get through as many as we possibly can. I know you were so nice. I actually I forgot about that. I, I literally forgot about that. That was that I was haven't hectic. forgotten. That is like that was like one of the wor- like one of the worst, but also one of the best days. Worst as in like I was crying hysterically, I remember, thinking I, my business is over. I, I, you're not exaggerating, so, by the way. Like no, it, you're a positive person, but I remember <laughs> that guy sitting in the hallway, not caring. Yeah, he didn't and it's care. just like I was like, what? And you're like, what have you done all day? Like you're supposed like this is the day the oh, we're promising so people bad. by the hour we'll get to their their delivery and they're waiting. Um, that was, was that was so bad. terrible. It was that guy, so bad. I just I was I was, we all just went oh, this this can't happen. No, no. Yeah. Well, thank God for you. Um, and yeah, my business survived, so that was good. <laughs> That's good. Still here to tell the story. Um, but yeah, so every year, every year things will go wrong. I mean, that was probably one of the worst. Um, but every year we get a little bit better. Um, this year, like this year, was run like a military operation. There were like 
plans, like floor plans drawn up. People were allocated a number and where they had to be at what time. It was like Bella, our florist manager, mm. was running the show in Melbourne and it was military pre- precision. Um, so, yeah, it was yeah, it was great. But, like, it's so exhausting because it's all hands on deck. So I'll be there. I'll be filling up buckets. I'll be stripping flowers. Um, and it's exhausting. Like, every, by the 15th of February, every little bit of me hurts. Mm. Every mm. bit. And I'm just exhausted. But, um, yeah, we survived. <laughs> and in terms of, like, it's a, to plan that day, though, have you, have you kind of got that nailed down in terms of you just stop the orders 24, 48 hours earlier so you know exactly what you're going to be doing that day or you're still taking orders a little bit more closer to, like, the cutoff time? Like, have you improved the ability? Because everyone, I'm last minute, a lot of people yeah. are last minute. Yeah. Um, but you kind of force us to plan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> friendly reminders, which is, which is amazing. I, I'll just spam your inbox <laughs> until you get the hint. Um, yeah, so I suppose for us, we just know what we're capable of doing on the day. Um, and again, this is something that we've learned over time, but we, these days, we know physically what we can get out the door on the day. And that's based on what, like how many flowers we can actually get in and what our roster looks like, how many people we've actually got who can make bouquets, wrap bouquets, customer service who can fill orders and get them out the door. So we'll have that limit. And then we just wait for that to fill up. Um, and so every year we try and push it as far as we can. Uh, I think this year we ended up closing off, I think maybe, I think we actually got to like 7am on Valentine's Day. So that was probably wow. like, that's probably the longest we've ever been open. We normally sell out uh, quicker than that. But um, yeah, this year we were able to push it a bit, bit further. So that was, um, yeah, Yeah. it was good. It was really good. Amazing. Um, And let's talk about some of your partnerships. Um, so, you know, you, you've got a successful business, Daily Blooms, um, and you, but you also um, partner with charities. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's something which, you know, you've always told me is very important um, uh, that you want to, you know, continue to do. How do you, so who, who have you partnered with recently and yeah. how do you select like your, I guess, alignment of values to who you choose to partner with and how does it, yeah. how does it all work? Yeah, that's, um, thank you for talking about this. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like it's something we're super passionate about. um, And we actually really only started it, I think it was at the start of last year that we realised, you know, we've got this amazing engaged audience um, on our um, database who, um, when we send out an EDM or an update, people really resonate with it. And whether it's an educational piece about flowers or just a bit of trivia, people have always um, engaged and um, responded really well. And so we sort of thought, let, how can we actually use that database for good and um, not just do something that's great for business, but something that's great for our audience? Um, and so we thought, how great would it be to partner with some charities that are relevant to our audience? And guys, I mean, you can probably guess this, but our audience is female focused. Mm. Um, and I guess from the age of 20 through to 60 and beyond, we are very, very heavily skewed towards women. And so we wanted to partner with charities that are female focused and um, are focused on real problems that our audience real problems or real um issues or big things that really will resonate with our audience 
Um, and the other thing I should mention is not only is our audience very female focused, but um, our employees are as well. Mm, You've walked the team. in. Yeah. I know. I walked yeah. in. <laughs> it's uh, a team of women. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 A large team of many women walking in and just, <laughs> I was, I'm going to get to that later about how you've gone to manage from one to yeah. however many the army is now. But um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So um, it's not only our audience, but it's also our team. Um, and and so we thought, how can we, how can we partner with charities that really reflect who we are as a business and who our um, customers are. And so, for example, we were really lucky last year, um, the OCRF reached out to us um, and asked if uh, we would be interested in partnering them with them to raise awareness um, through a campaign. And also, and I mean, as part of our discussions, we, we thought we can do better than just raise awareness. Like, why not raise some money whilst we're at it? Um, so we created a, it was in July, we mm. created a peony bouquet. We were able to get peonies um, out of France and we knew that they would uh, resonate really well with our customers and um, we donated a percentage of profits to the OCRF Foundation. Um, and throughout that time we were sending emails um, with information. We were just trying to raise awareness, raise informa- uh, um, improve information, um, we were really lucky. We had an internal lunch um, where we were able to talk about the issue, talk about the foundation, what they do. Um, every bouquet that went out had a little information card on it. People could donate at the checkout. So even if you didn't decide to buy that particular bouquet, but you just wanted to, if you were just ordering a bunch of flowers for your mum's birthday or as a just because or whatever, people um, were donating at the checkout. Um, it was incredibly successful. We had so many um, people write in to say, thank you for doing this, really appreciate it. My mum suffered from ovarian mm. cancer or my sister did. Um, so it was something that was really special and we feel really proud of it. Um, and the team feels really proud of it. It's something that um, I guess we can all celebrate that um, that we've made a difference and we've contributed to a bit of good with our audience. Um, so we did that last year. This year, at the moment, actually, we're doing um, another thing that's very similar with the Stillbirth Foundation, um, and it's an incredible organisation, and it's a it's a really delicate, tough um, issue, and uh, it really resonated with our staff in particular, and um, and I think it's proving to really resonate with our audience as well. Um, so we're doing something really similar with them, and it's. Yeah, it's special and it makes me mm. feel really good and <laughs> makes me feel like it's so nice that I can run this business and share delight with flowers but also do something that's contributes. Yeah, well, with, with a fantastic customer base and, you know, getting that word out there. Yeah. Because um, you're really at the, like, probably a forefront of, like, an e-commerce and how we can connect with people in a different way. It's great to tap in. I mean, amazing that you, you know, put the resources and effort behind um, those causes thank as well. It, it's, yeah, it's, thank you. It's very inspiring. Um, and congratulations on, 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 on that. Thank you. Um, I, I, I think I'd uh, love to hear a little bit about your expansion as well, Courtney. The last, the last um, year, or this year, you've gone back into Sydney. Yes. Um, yes. So, so you were in Sydney once before. I was. Um, mm-hmm. I remember you were flying up as you were um, expanding there. Probably what, three, four years, three years ago, four years ago, kind of thing. Is that, um, being, that right? I think it would have been. Well, we've lost two years with the pandemic. So I know time's everything's a blur. everything's a blur. <laughs> I, I think it might have 
have been five years ago? No, no four it can't years be. Ago. Yeah, my, hold on. No, no, no. I know when because Jasper. Out when COVID started. I launched it. Yeah. About four weeks before Jasper was born, and he was born in 2016. Children are a wonderful anchor when it comes to time. <laughs> they really are. They really are. So you have decided to go back. Up yeah. to Sydney, and yeah. that decision was made. Was that during was that during the pandemic, a COVID decision, or was it always something that you wanted to return to? How did you How um, did you make that? So call it was a bit of back? both. So I think when I pulled out of Sydney, I pulled out for a bunch of reasons. One of which was I at that point it was me doing kind of everything, and you'll remember I was flying up and back to Sydney kind of every fortnight. I had little kids. Um, my husband had a big job. And you, st- you still have little kids. I still have little kids. Yeah. I still have little kids. Um, and my husband still has a big job. Um, but uh, it was. But it's no longer just me. Um, so at that time, it just felt. Um, it just felt like I couldn't sustain it, and I couldn't keep doing it. And then um, COVID happened, and for what it, like for a bunch of reasons, we decided to close it. I think in hindsight, it was a massive error and I shouldn't have done it. that. Yeah. I, I think, I've, I've got to say, I mean, you'll have your view and your view is probably yeah. much closer to it than mine. But, <laughs> um, you know, being the fact that you were like really solo um, in terms of like, you know, running it at a, at, you know, you're the managing director, you're calling all the shots, you're flying up there. It would have been very difficult in the pandemic had you been open and what, how would you, how would that have grown during that period That's, and managed? People have said that to me yeah. and that is also true. Because you've gone back with the right resources now. That's and true. The right team. Yeah, it's actually um, so. This time, so um, I guess to give some clarity, this time it's like lessons learned from round one. Lessons learned. Um, I've implemented things totally differently. So through the pandemic, I was really, really fortunate. Um, a, a friend of mine who owned a business called Her Wardrobe, um, she sold that business during the pandemic. And um, I know her. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So we're talking about a girl called Alex Osman who used to run her wardrobe through Click Collective. um, So we all know each other. Uh, She sold her business during the pandemic. Um, I was desperate for people and she reached out and I said, absolutely, come and join me. Um, what a fine! Well, like she is just gold. Oh, right? uh, like, tell me about it. I, tell me about it. She's <laughs> incredible. She's like, unbelievable. She puts me to shame. She's in- unbelievable. Um, so when we decided to launch Sydney, uh, she threw her hand up to um, effectively run it and build it. So um, she's moved up there. She's running. She's building the whole team. We sent a heap of Melbourne florists and customer service to really get the team off the ground. Um, so it was a bunch of lessons learned from first time and really implementing those changes and getting the right team in place and the right training. And, um, yeah, so far we're, well, I think we're about a month in now Mm. and so far so good. Mm. Yeah. And I haven't actually been up there once since we started. So (laughs) it's totally different. Good good news reports every other day instead. Well, hopefully you'll be able to get up there soon and check yeah. out how they're how they're all going. But Definitely. Um, it sounds like it's been a much smoother um, um, expansion than, yeah. than round one. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I've also noticed you, you not just you've expanded not just obviously geographically, but also your your range of what you're even offering and selling now. Mm. So you know, from an exclusive daily blooms bunch, mm-hmm. and the focus about you know I remember doing like the handles and a different way you were going to you know sell flowers. Um, to now offering just more, and you're always doing vases and the like, but now you're doing more 
um, I guess, other products, food and, yeah. And, yeah. and other things. How, when did you decide and how did you um, um, implement that? It's kind of been a natural progression. So for a long time, we've had a few add-ons like chocolates and candles and vases. And I think we sort of slowly um, have just built that offering out. Um, and then we ver- then we sort of realised, hey, maybe people don't just want to buy... Well, what we noticed is people weren't just buying one chocolate or one candle or one of something. They were buying multiple things mm. and making it into a whole gift. So then we thought, well, we really should be bundling these up and selling them as an actual hamper. So um, we thought if we're going to do this, we need to make... The pa- like, everything we do needs to look pretty. Mm. So we thought we can't just do a normal hamper in a cardboard box. We have to make it look really pretty. So we designed, um, we've got an incredible design team and they've designed this gorgeous package that looks a bit like, I don't know, what does it look like? Like a little drinks carrier or milk carton or something like It's really cute and it's very Daily Blooms. Um, and so now we've launched effectively a whole hamper range and um, so people can either buy flowers on their own or flowers in a hamper or just a hamper. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's and that's gone. That expansion into that product range has been very. Has that gone well? According yeah, to what you... yeah. So I think it's just really a natural extension. So it wasn't. Um, we didn't have to go out and find a new customer base. We weren't really doing anything um, that we didn't know wasn't working already. Um, it's really just an additional offering that is really tailored to our existing customer base and just leveraging that. So. Um, yeah, so far, so, so far, good. So <laughs> um, now you touched on, we touched on something around, you know, the size of the team, how it's grown. Mm. So as I said, you know, earlier on, it was just you, you are by yourself. And now when we come into your space and you've got, you know, multiple locations and you've got, um, how, 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 how big is the team now? Um, it's really good question and I should know this <laughs> I should definitely know this um I, th- I think we're about 75 all up but um there's a whole bunch of casual employees so I guess our FTE would be more like 45 yeah, sure but look, look 70, 75 humans are in the in the in the realm of daily blooms now yeah. on, a, on yeah. a daily basis yeah and from one to 75 um multiple locations you've when you first started you were you know Barely one kid, <laughs> just married. <laughs> now you've got you've got two yeah. children. You recently yep. bought a dog. You got pe- oh, bought Pepper. Pepper. Um, you've, oh. you've 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 actually got to see. You've moved houses. You've kind yeah. of everything's grown. Yeah. Courtney, how do you how do you manage that? Oh. How do you balance that? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm about to have a nervous breakdown every day. Um, <laughs> no, really. Uh, yeah. Look, it's the thing is like it hasn't. I definitely haven't been one of those overnight sensations. So, um, you know, you do hear of these businesses that go from zero to 100 million in a year. I've not been that. Um, I think for me, yes, I started out in a storage shed and it was just me. And then I moved to a slightly bigger area in the storage shed and I employed two or three people. And then it's just very, very slowly just been one foot in front of the other. So um, for me, it sort of... When you say it like that, when you say it in one sentence, it sounds really dramatic and kind of cool. But um, it's been a long, it's been a long time, and it's just been putting one foot in front of the other. Um, don't get me wrong; having children um, very quickly into starting the business was an absolute baptism of fire, and I would not necessarily mm. recommend that to anyone. Um, that nearly killed me. 
But um, yeah, it's been it's been um, yeah, just like a it's been a slow burn, like one foot in front of the other. You know, every day though, everyone has always said, you know, Courtney always comes in, she smiles, no matter what you're kind of going through. <laughs> um, I, I remember your, you know, even your, um, you know, how long did you take off after having? Charlotte and Jasper, you seem to have been, yeah, you seem to return to work very, very quickly. And every, all the girls are like, as in, oh, she can't stay away for more than a day or two, like even, yeah, yeah. even with a newborn. It's yeah. like, it, it's just. But that's the beauty it, of your own business. You can take your newborn to work. You can't do, if I was working in KPMG or at Orica in the M&A team, I couldn't take a newborn into work, but it's my business. And so it's fine. Well, yeah. It, it, yeah. It was, it was incredible. Uh, it was inspirational seeing you, you know, just get back on always moving forward, always one foot after the, after the next, as you said. Um, but it is, it's, it's, it's a huge success. I guess when you look at it in, in, in retrospect over that, well, it's still only probably a six or seven year journey, uh, maybe eight when you started it, but, um, it, it still has evolved, um, amazingly. What, what's, what do you think has been like the biggest challenge of, of your, of your expansion and, and, uh, um, and where you are today? Uh, Look, to be honest, it's probably um, the biggest challenge is probably the the kind of I don't know how to say this and make it sound not bad, but yeah, it's no, it's actually having children, having a busy husband, having a busy life, being in a busy time in my life. Like this would be a busy time in anybody's life, regardless. But then adding a growing business into the mix of it has been. Um, that's definitely been the hardest thing. Um, kind of just balance, yeah, balancing it all. People say, mm. oh, how do you balance it all? And the thing is, I really don't. I feel like um, I haven't got that mix right. I feel like I'm um, kind of, sounds bad. And I, I kind of, um, I'm fumbling over my words here because I want it to sound less bad than I'm making it sound. But I feel like I am not doing it right. I feel like often I'm letting family down or friends down or the business down. Um, I feel like I, yeah, I, I guess to me that's the biggest struggle and that's the biggest um, challenge. And I think I'm hoping every year I say, this is the year I'm going to get that balance better. So um, maybe this will be it. Hasn't been so far, but maybe this will be bit, it. Been a slow, <laughs> a slow start to 2022. No, no. Um, well, I, I think from looking looking in, people see it differently. Um, oh, they, nice. they, look at the, they look at the success and, you know, every day you can, you can face the day smiling and you might be paddling underneath, but actually um, you're always moving, always moving in the right direction and always with, that, with an incredible attitude. So I think that, um, you know, people underestimate how big of a struggle it is underneath and how much you actually have to just, you know, get on with it and, uh, yeah, and, and, and right. keep it down because yeah. otherwise stuff just everything will start to you know crack and you know if it's not if you're not managing something at home and then managing something in the business and on the business like there's always something to do that's so, right um, and and as the and you know this as well like there's so many things that you just have to keep going for the sake of your employees they don't need to know that you're stressed. struggling <laughs> with like kids schooling and you know whatever else is going on in the business um, yeah, you've just got to keep going and keep smiling. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just keep moving. Um, so, you know, I think it's better. So what's, and what's next 
for, for Daily Bloom. So, so oh, the last five years, yeah. man, things may have just come together. Yeah. Uh, is, is, there, is there like a bit of a, if you had a crystal ball for the next five years or, you know, the plans for the future, what, what, is it, what does Daily Blooms look it's, like? Oh, my gosh. I am not one of these huge strategic you'd, planners. I, I, I know, like I, that. You'd hate a question like this. I knew that. As I was asking you, going, my five-year plan. <laughs> my plan is, my plan is about one week. Plan. It's, it's It's a week at a time. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm probably – and the thing is, like, I, if you had asked me five years ago what's it going to look like, there is no way I would have said it's going to look like this. Um, this is definitely – like, without a doubt, this has exceeded my expectations. Um and look, if in five years' time I am still doing what I'm doing now, as in I'm working at Daily Blooms in a business that I am – like I'm still passionate about flowers. Like I got into this business because I love flowers and eight years on I still absolutely love flowers. So mm. if I am still working in this business um, and growing it because that's my other pa- – I, I guess through this process I've also discovered, one, yes, I love flowers but I need to do more than just – create bouquets I need to grow a business because that's I guess um, my other passion so if I'm working with flowers in daily blooms and growing the business um, in five years time whether that's different locations whether that's different product offerings whether that's different um, like bringing on I don't know I guess a whole new division of something um, that's what I want to be doing just keep moving forward growing um, building the team yeah well um, we we love that you've chose us to be part of that that journey so far, and uh, and you've you'll been... never get you'll never let me go. Like <laughs> no. not let me go. I'll never leave. Yeah. I'll just keep finding taking over more space. <laughs> well, you know, if we've got it, we want you to have it. <laughs> um, you know, we we just you know you, you've been an incredible brand to watch grow, and I know that all the other you know business owners. Um, you know, it's just amazing you being part of the, of our cohort. And and like, um, likewise, it's kind of fun. We've kind of it, been on this together. It, it, like it's it's pretty awesome. Your business is incredible now. So thank you, thank you. It was incredible but I, before, but it's like yours is going insane. It's gangbusters, so it's very exciting. Well, you know, click click is is very exciting for me. I love getting up in the morning too and coming to work. So I, I do share that journey. Um, but uh, no, we've we've had a great uh, a great run. I think from from school and now into like the business world, and now we're kind of grown ups with kids, and and it just yeah. it doesn't feel like that when I talk to you. As you said when we first started, <laughs> I think we're just gonna be giggling the whole time, <laughs> and I think we've we've, we've controlled ourselves. I know we've, uh, this is very serious. I know. I don't. Uh, think, this is like the most grown up adult conversation we've ever had. I can't believe it. it. God, who are we? <laughs> who have we become? Oh my God. Um, well, it'll all fall apart moments after this. Uh, we'll, we'll turn off the recording. We're going to drink. <laughs> um, but look, thank you for thanks for coming in. Thanks for um, giving us some of your time, and we can't wait to see how you grow even more and conquer more of the flower and gifting world. Oh, thank and, you, Harry. Uh, thank you. Likewise, yeah. can't wait to see how you grow. <laughs> thank you. Um, and yeah, we look forward to seeing more of Daily Blooms and and you every, every day. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Courtney. Bye. Bye. Want to know more about where Courtney runs her business? Click Collective is a space built around the needs of an e-commerce community. On site, we have spaces for your warehouse, office, showroom, logistics, and a photography space. So we're a one-stop shop to run your business. You can head to our website to know more at clickcollective.com.au or check out our Instagram at clickcollective.com.